so that we can lift holy hands without wrath or doubting to thank you and to praise you and to bless you for your goodness unto us. Lord, you have brought us through many dangers, toils, and snares, through good times and through difficult times. You have remained the same. And we thank you for this august body of believers that are assembled at this hour. Asking, Lord, that your continual anointing, hallelujah, will fill the atmosphere and bless us and deliver us and heal us in the name of Jesus, regulate our minds and our hearts so we might follow hard after thee. We thank you for what you're doing and we know you're going to do even greater things. And so now, Lord, we pray that you'll bless us as we open our ears and our hearts to hear your word. I pray for your anointing, hallelujah, that destroys the yoke. I pray for the uh, preaching anointing today in the name of Jesus so that your word might go forth, Lord God, just like it did out of Ezekiel's mouth, bringing on and invoking the Holy Ghost that souls might be blessed. Now we put our foot on the head of the evil one. We hold him down. We rebuke him in the name of the Lord. Jesus, hallelujah. Yes, Lord, hallelujah. Yes, Lord, hallelujah. Have your way today. We walk in victory in you. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, we pray. And all God's people said, amen, amen. Let's bless the Lord again. David said, I will bless the Lord. Hallelujah. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boasting of the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad who magnify the Lord with me. And let us exalt his name together. Aren't we having a wonderful time in Jesus? How many can feel the presence of the Lord right now? Hallelujah. We do honor our Lord Jesus Christ and thank him for this privilege to be together. I thank God for my companion, Mother Geddes, First Lady of our church. She is, was hobbling a little bit earlier today, did, did a little too much yesterday. Amen. And, but I'm thankful to the Lord that she's here uh, with us. And, you know, sometimes when you don't feel 100% when the Holy Ghost comes upon you, and that anointing comes upon you, it's, it's hard to sit still. Deacon Thomas said it was like fire. Huh? <laughs> Shut up in your bones. Hallelujah. You might pay for it later, but it was good while it was going on. <laughs> Some of you younger ones don't know what I'm talking about yet. That's all right. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. And the Holy Ghost is on you. You kind of feel like you can do almost anything. Hmm? Amen. 
Praise the Lord. I don't know what I was thinking the other night when I had them brothers chasing me around. <laughs> One time was bad enough, but two, I must have been out of my mind. But I still feel like running. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right, wait a minute, wait a minute. I got to preach right now. <laughs> I don't want to be up here like the big bad wolf. You got enough breath to blow the house down. We're so glad today for our ministers of the gospel, all who are here for our Elder Geddes and Elder Robertson, and Elder Black, Elder McKinney. Elder Webster is preaching in Waterbury this morning for Elder Robinson. That's why he and his family are not here. Amen. We want you to pray for them, that the Lord will bless them where they are. Thank God for Minister Griffith. We do thank God for our chairman, Deacon, Deacon Turner, a wonderful pillar in the church and servant of Christ. For all of our deacons and their families, in the name of the Lord, and our church mothers, wonderful women of God. We want to thank God for them. Mother Denton, 97, is that right? Amen. And, and it's moving on up in January or so, February, it'd be 98. She says she's going on to 100. Praise the Lord. She's still sharp of mind. And if you go off, she will straighten you out. Amen. Thank God for her. Thank God for Mother South and Mother Huey and Mother Austin and Mother Watson and Mother Williams. Amen. Am I missing anyone? Of course, we've honored our First Lady already. We just thank God for Mother Satchel being here. We missed her last week when Deke came by to see us, but we're so happy that she's here today and thank God that she's reporting victory. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, hallelujah, the Lord is so good. Again, we want to acknowledge and give God thanks for Brother and Sister Leeks and the saints that drove up with them from uh, the New Jersey area. We appreciate that. It sounds like the distance suggests to me that they're kind of in the southern part of New Jersey. We're so happy to have you with us today. In the name of the Lord, and we pray that your soul has been blessed already and you feel like it was worth it. Praise the Lord. You know, Jesus went up on a mount on one afternoon and he was transformed. He was transfigured, wasn't he? And when the experience was all over, amen, the brothers said, it was good for us to be here. Praise the Lord. And so we hope that's the way you feel. We thank God for Sister Gordon being able to be with us today. She had eye surgery. Praying that the Lord will give her victory again this week in the name of Jesus. And uh, we want you to continue to remember Sister Jill and Sister Pamela Jones and Brother Byron Jones. Amen. They suffered death in their families, and we are asking that the Lord will 
comfort them and, and use us to comfort them in the name of the Lord. I also want to thank the brothers who came out on yesterday. I was not able to be here, but uh, those of you who came out to take care of some uh, cleanup activity that needed to be done, we appreciate, really do appreciate you taking care of your church. Amen. This is vital. This is important. We, this is what men do. Praise the Lord. They come together and, amen, we work together to accomplish uh, specific goals. The Lord blessed us with what we have here. Amen. Two pieces of property sitting on 12 acres of land. That's not common for apostolic churches in our state. But the Lord is good to us. Praise the Lord. And so we're thankful. And uh, as I said to the saints, there's just a handful of us when we moved in here some time ago. But I told the brothers, the Lord doesn't give a place like this to boys. We have to come together and do what needs to be done. And so we appreciate you putting your hand to the task in the name of the Lord. And I want to thank everyone who has been offering words of affirmation, giving gifts, sending cards. Amen. Uh, cooking meals, everything that you have done to show your gratitude and appreciation. Mother Geddes and I receive it as such humbly, and we thank God for you and pray that the God's blessing will be upon you in the name of the Lord. Now I'm thanking God also for having our two baptismal candidates from last week here today Sister Sandra Dones and Brother Gant, praise the Lord. I don't know if you've been noticing, but Sister Dones hasn't missed a service. Now, I like that. You know me and coming to church. That got drummed into us coming up. Some of you all that come from the outside and joining this, you don't know like I know. I don't know how many times we had Hebrews 10.25 quoted to us. <laughs> Amen. But it was by example. But we came to church when it was church time. We didn't play with that. It had to be a real good reason. And not I'm tired and all that kind of stuff. When it was church time, we were in church. Amen. And thank God for those that are still holding on and doing it that way because a lot of people make all kinds of excuses today. But the Bible still says, be thou faithful unto death, doesn't it? Revelation chapter 2, and God said, I will give you a crown of life. Amen. And we thank God for our young brother back there. Brother, if you don't open up your mouth and tell it, the Holy Ghost will tell on itself. Huh? The Holy Ghost will tell on itself. All you need to do then is just go ahead and open your mouth in English and be a witness. Huh? Just be a witness. Because it's already out there what the Lord has done. And the Lord's not finished. Hallelujah. How many want the Holy Ghost today? I'm talking about folk that don't have it yet. You, some, I don't know, you, you got it. You got it. You're all right. 
For how many don't have it, want it? Lift your hands, praise the Lord, hallelujah. All the scripture says, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Before this service is over, you can go on your way rejoicing. Hallelujah. In what the Lord has done for you. The Holy Ghost is the gift of God. It is not a present. It is not a reward. It is a gift. And you don't typically work for a gift, do you? A gift is given as an expression of love or thankfulness from the giver. Every good and perfect gift comes from above, from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness or shadow of turning. Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you how many daddies do we have in here? I'm, I'm talking about good daddies. When your children ask you for something, they're just, you feel good when you can give it to them, can't you? Nothing can break a father's heart than for the child to have a need, and he can't provide that need. But if he can provide that need, that does him good, because that's what he's supposed to do. Amen. Hallelujah. And if you ask the Lord for the Holy Ghost, I'm telling you, he's got it. <laughs> and he died to give it to you. Thank you, Jesus. All right, why don't you take your Bible and turn with me to the New Testament book of Jude. I can't say chapter because this is one of maybe two books in the Bible that don't have chapters. It's just one. <laughs> so we're just going to look at verses 24 and 25 of the book of Jude. This is just before you get to the revelation. John's revelation. And you know lately I haven't been jumping around and running around too much. Yeah, I want to make sure you understand. Nothing's wrong with that. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. But I want to talk with you, make you understand. And if it wasn't for Brother Leeks calling me a few weeks ago, I wouldn't be preaching right now. So if I say anything that makes you mad, you just look right over there at that brother and blame him. Amen. If you get happy and you're blessed, give the glory to Jesus. Jude 24. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty dominion and power, both now and ever. Amen. 
I'd like to use for a thought this afternoon, you don't have to fall. You don't have to fall. These two verses are what we call a doxology. A doxology. Uh, That word is derived from a Greek word called doxa. And it means glory. So this term is used as a declaration of praise to God. It is commonly used at the end of some of the poetry in the Psalms. And in more recent times, as the basis of enduring hymns such as Gloria and Excelsis, which means glory to God on high. Doxologies have also become almost synonymous with benedictions. Praise the Lord. Benedictions are short prayers. Hear me, preachers. Short prayers. Conferring the name of God and his blessings upon his people at the close of a worship service. And I'm here to tell you it is a blessing to stay for the benediction. Praise the Lord. Stay for the benediction and to receive the blessing from the Lord. Don't leave before the benediction because you will miss the blessing. Now, while this text, Jude 24 and 25, is one of the most used doxologies in the New Testament, perhaps the most famous doxology in the Bible is recorded in the book of Numbers, chapter 6, verse 24, where we read these words, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. The next verse tells us that the priests of Israel were instructed to pray these words over the people of God and by so doing, put the name of God upon them. For the Lord promised, if you do this, I will bless them. Praise the Lord. We're not going to read every verse in Jude this afternoon, but I would encourage you to do that. I'm going to certainly make some references to various portions of this book. But if you were to go back and read this entire epistle, you would see why the saints found this doxology, this this praise to God to be so reassuring to them. 
This word from the Lord provided them with hope that they would not fall short of the glory of God and miss out on the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. How many of you really want to make it into the kingdom of God? I mean the physical kingdom of God. We sit in heavenly places in Christ Jesus right now, don't we? Amen. But we want to one day be in that place prepared for the saints. Amen. Now, just a little bit about the author here, Jude, in case you don't know. He was the brother of James that we read about in the Gospels and specifically in the book of the Acts of the Apostles. And uh, James was the brother of Jesus, so that made Jude a, I'm going to put it this way, half-brother, as James was, half-brother of Jesus. Somebody say, well, why do you say half-brother? Because they had the same mother, but not the same father. And there was nothing illegitimate or funny going on. You see, when Jesus was born, the Bible said the Holy Ghost overshadowed him, overshadowed Mary. And that's how she conceived that holy seed that was in her. Everybody else came through Joseph's seed. And that means that Mary was no longer a virgin, even though there's one branch of so-called Christianity that still referred to her as Mary, the mother of God. That is wrong because God don't have a mother. Are you with me? God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. He don't have a mother. Praise the Lord. Amen. And they refer to her as the virgin Mary. Once you had a child, you ain't no virgin no more. Matter of fact, you stopped being a virgin before that. Praise the Lord. But see how folks have got stuff mixed up and messed up? I'm just beginning. Praise the Lord. Amen. Now, for those of you who know a little bit about the scriptures, you will notice a wonderful phenomenon. Jude sounds almost exactly like 2 Peter chapter 2. It's almost verbatim in some places. It's almost like Jude and Peter were sitting together or somebody copied one another. It's not so much copying, it's the same author. Praise the Lord. And the author is the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. Not the man, but the Holy Ghost. Now, in those days, they didn't have the media that we have today to get a message around the world. But whoever Peter was writing to, amen, and whoever was Jude was writing to, I'm talking about contextually at that time, both groups needed to hear the same message. So that's why you see so much similarity. But these two verses in our text, especially if you look at them in the context of what was written before them, are a note of hope. For it declares that the Lord is able to keep us from falling. That is to keep us standing firm in the faith. So we do not lose out on our hope of eternal life. And this is important, saints, because many start out in this ways. But they fall away. 
They give heed, Paul said, to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Too many start walking in the truth, but end up walking in error. And so if one were to read this to mean that the Lord will keep us from every possible human shortcoming or failure, you misrepresent the text contextually. We are human, are we not? And while we should not sin, we are commanded not to sin by John the Apostle. It is possible that we might come up short. This lapse should not be a practice. Because there are things we can do in order to be faithful to the Lord. And what we must do is engage in the basic spiritual disciplines of reading the scriptures praying in the Holy Ghost, fasting, and obeying the scriptures. Because if you do this, it will help you put the old man to death. That is that old carnal nature so you can walk in the spirit. And walking in the spirit is the only way you will not fulfill the lust. Amen. Lust are the contrary desires of the fleshly nature. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah to God. And so as we so aptly heard on, uh, on uh, Friday night, amen, when Bishop was here preaching uh, about uh, Paul's writings in the book of Philippians, amen, while Paul was considered a giant to many of the saints, amen, he let them know I have not yet apprehended. I'm still in the struggle just like you. I'm still pressing just like you. I'm still toiling. I'm still fighting. I'm still warring. And as long as we are in these bodies, amen, long as that old nature is still around, amen, saints, it's going to be a press. It's going to be a fight. It's going to be a struggle. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen, because you see when we, I'm talking to the saved ones now, hallelujah, when we received the Holy Ghost, that old nature was not pulled out by the roots. No, sir, hallelujah. That old nature, that old sinful nature, that old Adamic nature is still there, amen, but we've got our foot on its neck. Praise the Lord, because we received a new nature which is created after God in righteousness and true holiness. Hallelujah. So now we don't have to give in to the lust of the flesh or desires that are not like God. Amen. We can walk in the spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We can walk in the spirit. And you feel better about yourself when you're walking in the spirit, don't you? Then when you walk in the flesh. What you don't want to do is fool yourself to think that that flesh is completely dead. Praise the Lord. Because, amen, when you begin to slack up, praise the Lord, on the spiritual discipline, you will find out that that flesh is still alive. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It might not be a raging fire, but there's still a spark there that's smoldering. Hallelujah. And if you're not careful, that stuff will rise up and have you thinking the way you used to think. And God forbid doing what you used to do. And God forbid saying what you used to say. Hallelujah. 
So don't fool yourself, praise the Lord. Every day you need to say, Lord, sanctify me. Hey, glory to God. Sanctify me on the inside. Sanctify me on the outside. Make me what you want me to be. Every day you have to say, Lord, I yield to you. Lead me, guide me along the way. Lord, if you lead me, I will not stray. Lord, let me walk each day with you. Lead me, Lord, and give me a mind to follow. Don't take it for granted. Don't take it for granted. Because Satan is shrewd. Praise the Lord. Amen. And he will try to slip one in on you. Even if you don't go back to living that old life you used to live, he might have you say something you got no business saying. And then as a child of God, even with the Holy Ghost, you need to say, Lord, forgive me, have mercy on me. And you might have to go back and say that to somebody else too. Praise the Lord. You might not curse. You might not swear anymore. Thank God for taking that filth out of your tongue. But you can still lie if you're not careful. Praise the Lord. If you don't tell a lie, you can act a lie. Does somebody know what I'm talking about? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. And what you want to do is be true to Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm here to let you know you can be. You don't have to fall. Thank you, Jesus. So Jude starts out his letter. I'm not going to read every verse. Don't get nervous. But he wants them to know that you have to be aware. Beware. Praise the Lord. And he is encouraging the saints when you look at verse 3. Amen. To earnestly contend for the faith. Amen. Hallelujah, beloved. When I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was need for me to write unto you and exhort you that ye should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. You see, it hadn't been 100 or 200 or 300 years since Jesus ascended and had gone away. It was probably less than 100. But already, just as the apostle Paul said in, and Luke recorded in the book of Acts, already evil men, evil seducers, wolves, praise God, had already come in among the saints. Praise the Lord. Amen. And they were deceiving and destroying the flock of God. Amen. Already some had departed from the faith. And so Jude was encouraging them to know you've got to earnestly contend for the faith, for the fundamental beliefs that are part of the system of being saved. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't, don't, don't do this just when you feel like it. This has got to be a daily press. The Bible said the law and the prophets were unto John. But since that time, the kingdom of God is preached and every man presses his way into it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Some had already come in perverting the truth and deceiving the saints. This is why it is so important to be very careful, saints, about the company you keep, even in the church. We know we ought not fool with folks, amen, who don't believe in Jesus on the outside, but sometime right in the church, you've got to be careful. 
Praise the Lord. And I'm not saying that, amen, we should be suspicious or judgmental of one another, but you need to be aware when someone in the midst is living contrary to the teaching and encouraging you to do the same. You heard a testimony, I believe it was on last uh, Sunday night, about Deacon Carnard. He said he came and asked for counsel. He gave him counsel, but when he went back and spoke to the brother that gave him the wrong advice, the brother told him that I didn't know what I was talking about. Now, when somebody talks like that, you know there's trouble in the camp. Praise the Lord. You know that's the wrong spirit operating. When the Bible tells you in the book of Hebrews to obey them, they have a rule over you. For they watch for your soul and you have somebody telling you, you don't need to listen to what I'm saying. You know that's of the enemy. And it's just going to play out in a matter of time. Deacon Kennard is still here. He wasn't a deacon then. Praise the Lord. But he's still here. And those of you that are members of the church can testify to the manifold blessings of God upon his life and the life of his family. But the one that told him, I didn't know what I'm talking about, lost his whole family. And they're out of the church. I didn't have to throw them out. When you start playing patty cake with the devil, amen, you get your own demonic ex, uh, escort out of the church. Do you hear what I'm saying? Do you hear what I'm saying? Amen. You fool around with demons and people who don't know what they're talking about and they will escort you right out of the building and if you're not careful, outside of Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You got to have, faith, God, some conviction and some backbone because some of y'all are so timid and so nice. Amen. You forget that there's a war going on. We don't play patty cake with the devil. We're not trying to get everybody to like us. Jesus said you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. Listen, you got to get so, so serious about this thing until you realize I'm not going to let anybody, amen, steal my crown. Hallelujah. I'm not going to let anybody steal my crown. You got to hold on to it. And if somebody decides to lose their mind and they don't want to walk with the Lord anymore, let them go. Let them go. I don't care if they got the same last name as you. Let them go. Because just as sure as you tether yourself to them, amen, those demons will have you start thinking naturally and rationally and draw you out after a while. You see, the devil knows how to make good human sense. Wow, glory. Amen. But that doesn't mean, amen, it's good spiritual sense. And we are, amen, in the spirit, are we? We're still natural human beings, but we're still walking after God. We're worshiping him in spirit and in truth. Not according to dictates of our minds and our emotions. I feel bad because they're with my sister. I feel bad because they're with my brother. I'm talking about according to the flesh. Well, if your sister or brother in the flesh lose their mind, all you can do is let them go and pray for them that the Lord will help them recover themselves from the snare of the devil. But don't sympathize. You'll get yourself in trouble with God. And I'd rather be in trouble with everybody in here than in trouble with God. This is 
is not about a, you know, Gucci Gucci. This is about our souls, brother. Hallelujah. So Jude says, earnestly contend. Hallelujah. For those fundamental doctrines. Because that's what's changing in a lot of places today. Fundamental doctrine. He said that these people that he was talking about in Jude, they had denied the only wise God and our Savior. Do you know there's crazy stuff going on out here now, amen, where people don't even, even the Pope, I was reading an article the other day that somebody sent me, even the Pope is now kind of thinking along the lines that Jesus wasn't divine. They're already a mess over there. Huh? They don't need that too. Praise the Lord. There's only one God according to the scripture. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one, and thou shalt have no other God before me. People are getting away from that. You got all these pantheists out here now, amen, that are calling everything but God, God. Amen. We got so many folks here, and this is why, parents, you need to do some of your homework. Stop sleeping so much and do your homework so you can find out what these devilish teachers are putting in your children when you send them away to school. Because we've got so many earth worshipers now, it's a mess. It's the earth worshipers that are pushing global warming. Huh? It's the earth worshipers, the one that love Mother Earth. Now, we shouldn't abuse what God created. Don't misunderstand me. But these people are getting in your head. See, first of all, they're mad because the people that got the oil are making more money than them. I might as well just tell you what's really going on. The ones that got the oil that's in the ground, they're filthy rich. These other, excuse me, Democrats, that got philosophy and no money. They want to harness some other form of energy, amen, so you don't have to buy from the oil and the gas man. When we took a trip early this year, mother and I and the perfume, we got to places in the West where there were so many of them big windmills, I'll tell you, it was a little intimidating. Some of them places had so many of them things, it looked like sci-fi. I said, what is this? Ain't hardly a blade turning. Out in the desert, out in, uh, in, in Las Vegas, huge panel, acres and acres of these solar panels. They just want to come up with an alternate form of money and they'll rip off. you stick them ugly looking things on top of your house and they'll call you, call you, call you, beg you to buy, offer you all kind of, all kind of incentives to buy so you can make your house look bad. Tell you you're going to sell some, 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 some electricity back there. They need to stop lying. Y'all go and do that kind of stuff before the technology is even uh, matured yet. And I guarantee you within five or ten years, what they got a huge panel up there for now, they'll probably have something five inches by five inches. But you don't let them bang holes, amen, in your shingles, in your roof, in the wood. And they probably can put something up there maybe five or ten years from now that'll be five by five or maybe one foot by one foot and do more than all them ugly things you had on your roof. And you got to call them to take it down. And they got your hands on your... You, you understand what I'm saying? 
Hallelujah. Praise the Lord our God. Amen. But there's all kind of false teachings going on now. You got these Mother Earth people, praise the Lord, that are telling you nothing's wrong with doing some conserving. Praise God. But this whole thing is getting crazy. Amen. Hallelujah. We're all going to be driving electric cars after a while. And you're only going to be able to go a certain distance before you got to stop and plug her up and, and, and charge her up. You drive two or three hundred miles, you got to wait overnight for a charge. Come on, saints. Something wrong with this. But this is the kind of stuff they're teaching our children. Praise the Lord. Amen. Not, not just from an energy perspective, but you've got people out here. This is what I'm really trying to get across to you. That don't worship the creator that is blessed forevermore, but worship the earth. Y'all don't believe me. And I wish I had time to teach it to you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. But I'm reminded of what the apostle Paul said in Romans chapter 1. Amen. He said, when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, but became vain in their imagination. And their evil heart was darkened. Didn't he say so? Praise the Lord our God. You've got these folks, amen. Uh, hallelujah. That are glorifying everything else but the true and living God. The Bible said they changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man and the birds and the four-footed beasts and creeping things. This is why you got to watch out what your children are watching. Because some of these folks that are full with devils can come up with some of the most heinous looking characters for cartoons and television. And some of y'all sit up there watching that crazy stuff. Praise the Lord. Amen. You're wondering how does somebody imagine this nonsense? They don't believe that there's a real God because they can't see him. It's the same old thing, saints. It's just a different date on the calendar. People want to see God, but God is a spirit. I tell you one thing, if you receive his spirit, you might not be able to see him, but you sure will feel him. Do I have a witness? There's only one God, and that one God is Jesus Christ the Lord. And he has a great name, doesn't he? His name has been exalted above every name that is in the heavens or the earth. There's only one Lord. There's only one faith. There's only one baptism. I don't care if there's billions of churches. There's still only one Lord. There's still only one faith. There's still only one baptism. Praise the Lord. There's one God that the Father, who is the Father of us all. Amen. Hallelujah. Who's in all and through all. Praise the Lord. My God, my God. Amen. And there's only one way to be baptized correctly. Once you repent from your sin, and I, I, I want to drive this home a little bit. Amen. It's wonderful to have baptisms, isn't it? You see, but when Peter preached on the day of Pentecost, amen, and responded to the question, men and brethren, what must we do? The first thing that came out of his mouth was repent. Not be baptized, but repent. A lot of folks are getting in the water now. Amen, hallelujah. And their hearts have not been broken up. Praise the Lord. They've been intellectually convinced. Are you strong darn them in the scripture to convince them that the baptism in Jesus' name is right? They can see it and they can read it, but they haven't repented. That's why you don't see them anymore. 
You shouldn't have to twist anybody's arm and put it up behind their back to make them come to Jesus. Hallelujah to God. When a person realizes I'm a sinner and I want to be saved, when their heart is broken, they'll call you. I want to be saved. I want to be delivered. I don't want to go to hell. I want to go to heaven. What's the sense of having a long list of people baptized and nobody receives the Holy Ghost? Y'all got the cart before the horse. Tell people about their sin. And I don't mean call them out necessarily specifically, but if it's wrong, it's wrong. Amen. Jesus Christ came into the world to deliver us from our sin. The Bible said he came to save us from our sin. There's a whole lot of preachers and saints that aren't talking about sin anymore. Praise the Lord. They, they, they talking about accepting the Lord in their heart as their personal savior like they're an evangelical. But the Bible says, repent. And when you repent, you're going to line up. Nobody's going to have to force you, push you. You don't make any demands when you repent. Let them know that right now, the condition you're in, according to scripture, you're on your way to hell. And I don't care what lying preacher said, there ain't no hell. He's going there. Why do I say he's going there? Because the scripture says so. All liars shall have their part in the lake. That burneth with fire and brimstone. So if a preacher stand up here and the Bible says, if you die and you die outside of Christ, you're going to hell. And he telling you don't mean that anymore. He's a liar. Huh? Let every man be a liar, but let God's word be true. You must repent from your sin. Amen. You can't keep practicing sin. The Bible says, shall we continue in sin in Romans chapter 6? Didn't it say so? That grace may abound. See, that's the problem in evangelical churches. It's all about grace, 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 grace. Thank God for the grace of God. But see, ain't nobody over there must got no Holy Ghost. That's why they always sinning, even though they're supposed to be uh, uh, Christians. Don't get mad with me. I'm just telling you the truth. This is what's going to make you free. Praise the Lord. And so you sit over there and you got to have all these songs, amen, about falling down and getting up and all this kind of stuff like this because you can't live a nickel's worth of dog meat because you don't have no power. Because you need to have, you need to have the Holy Ghost to have power. Acts 1 and 8 and says, after the Holy Ghost, not before, after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, what are you going to have? Hallelujah. But see, folks are trying to be Christians without being Christ-like, without the power. And so they sound good, they look good, their music is good, but they're missing a key ingredient, the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. They're missing the Holy Ghost. You don't have no keeping power. You don't have power to do nothing. A lot of them are still sinning. Don't tell me you got the Holy Ghost and you're still vaping. Don't tell me you got the Holy Ghost and you're still smoking cigars and cigarettes. Don't tell me that you got the Holy Ghost and you're still drinking. Don't tell me you got the Holy Ghost and you got to have your wine or your, or your beer or your hard liquor. Don't tell me you have the Holy Ghost and, and you're still uh, uh, gambling. Playing games of chance, want something for nothing. 
Want to go and hang out to Las Vegas because what's done in Las Vegas stays in Las Vegas? Well, the eyes of the Lord are in every place, even Las Vegas. He's beholding the good and the evil. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. When you repent, the Lord will loose you from the things that bind you that you know are wrong. Even if you don't have a great knowledge of the scripture, something inside you that God put in every human being tells you, I, I, you should not be doing this. This is not right. And sometimes you even dare to stop. But you find out I don't have the power in and of myself to stop. And it breaks your heart every time you start and then you fall. But I'm here to say you don't have to fall. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. People need the Holy Ghost, saints. That's what you need to tell them about. It's one thing for us to come up here and sing in here and sing and dance and shout in here and, and tell each other the same story. But it's the people out there that need to know that they need to repent from their sins. Then you need to be baptized. Praise the Lord. And let me tell you something. According to the 10th chapter of the book of Acts, if you repent real good and you believe and you call on the name of Jesus, you can't stop the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost will come in you to baptize you in the spirit even before you get a chance to get baptized in the water. Isn't that what happened at Cornelius' house? While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on everybody that heard the word. It fell on those that had it, and it fell on those that didn't have it but believed for it. While I'm preaching today, praise God, if you really want the Holy Ghost, and you repent from your sin, and say, Lord, I want you. I'm sorry for my sin. Deliver me. Save me, Jesus. Don't tell me he won't do it right in that pew where you are. His arms are not short that he cannot save. His ears are not heavy that he cannot hear. Woo! He'll hear you and he'll bless you right now. When the Holy Ghost come, it don't, it, it don't take it no time. The Holy Ghost is a quickening spirit. It's a life-giving spirit, isn't it? That's why I'm afraid of folk that claim they got the Holy Ghost and that with a mighty burning fire, but they don't feel anything. What kind of Holy Ghost you got that has you acting like, we, I, we, Mother and I were just in, where is that, Montana, Wyoming? Uh, where, where's the Mount Rushmore? South Dakota. I saw them four presidents. They looked good. And they were stone. You claim you got the Holy Ghost. I, I don't want that. Because if it's got you stuck up here, what you going to do six feet under? If you can't feel anything up here, what you going to do when they put you in that box, lock it, put it in a crypt, and put some dirt on it? I want a Holy Ghost that's alive. 
I want a life-giving spirit. I want quickening power. I want to feel the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. I don't have to be singing. I can be praying. I can just be thinking on the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me. And something down in here cries out, Hallelujah. 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 I don't have to have a whole church. I, I can be by myself. I can be in the car. But Hallelujah. I thank God for saving me. Some of y'all need all the instruments before you can feel something. All I need is Holy Ghost power. Yeah, thank you. All I need is Holy Ghost power. Hallelujah. If the drummer can't make it, if the guitarist can't make it, if the keyboardist and the organist can't make it, praise God, I can still praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Woo, I got to stop. <laughs> I'm not even 50% through. But I'm have to stop. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Because old Jude wanted these people to know there's a mess coming in. All kind of crazy stuff coming in. Huh? People coming in with all kind of false doctrines. Some of this stuff going to sound good. Some of them going to look good. They're going to smell good. But they, 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 huh? they're not preaching and teaching what this Bible says. They're not living what this Bible says. And if the Bible is right, then somebody's wrong. Praise the Lord. But he said, listen, saints, praise the Lord. I know it's uh, already a difficult time because, you know, back then they thought Jesus was coming right away then too. Hallelujah. Then you see how things were getting bad. And it's much worse now. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. And after they had given in such a solemn, sobering word, amen, uh, Jude couldn't leave them like that. So he said to them, praise God, but ye beloved, uh, building up yourselves uh, on your most holy faith. Uh, some of us don't mind going to the gym. Uh, some of you are big as a minute, they used to say. You're already skinny. Uh, amen. I'm amazed at how many skinny folk I see just jogging up and down the street. And the ones that are biggest beasts, they won't hardly walk, praise God. But the skinny folk uh, are acting like they're fat. Uh, hallelujah to God. Uh, amen. But you know what? Uh, if you know that physical exercise is going to strengthen your body and make you limber, praise God, and keep you good health, amen, it does profit a little. Isn't that what the Apostle Paul said? God never meant for you to sit there and make your belly your God. Uh, hallelujah to God. You need to be able to control this flesh. Uh, hallelujah. The only time we think about is fornication. Uh, but you need to be able to control, amen, your fork, your knife, and your spoon. Uh, come on, saints. Uh, hallelujah to the Lord. Uh, amen. Man, I won't go there right now, but I feel like going there. But he said, ye beloved, building up yourself on your most holy faith. How many are walking in this holy faith? Hallelujah. I'm not talking about faith towards Buddha, faith towards Allah, faith towards Hare Krishna. Hallelujah. Any Muslim or Far Eastern religion. I'm not talking about something up in Denmark. I'm not talking about bowing to some stones. Hallelujah, but building up yourselves uh, on your most holy faith. Uh, he said, 
here's how you do it. You got to pray in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Time out now. For I've been saying for years for these one knee up, one knee down, one eye open, one eye closed prayers. Hallelujah. We need a breakthrough. Hallelujah. I've been telling you for years that whenever there's been a revival in these United States or around the world, it started with prayer. Hallelujah. Prayer is the way you get in touch with God. Prayer is the way you tell the Lord what you need. Prayer is the way you intercede into the lives of other people. Jesus said men are always pray and not faint. Hallelujah. I'm here to tell you you don't have to fall. If you pray in the Holy Ghost, it might mean you got to take your watch off. Might mean you got to turn your clock around and stop worrying about the time. Might mean you got to slip out of bed and get up early in the morning and crawl all over there. The flesh might want to sleep, but remember the spirit is willing. Let the church say amen. If you pray in the Holy Ghost, if you pray until you feel the presence of God, if you pray until he anoints you, the yokes will be broken, the burden will be lifted, the sorrow will be solved. He'll give you the oil of joy. Won't he do it? Come on here, put on your garment of praise for you. Let the church say amen. Hallelujah. But you've got to pray without ceasing. You've got to pray when everybody's praying and pray when nobody's praying. Steal away to Jesus and have a little talk with him. Stop calling mama and papa and putting all your business on social media. Have a little talk with Jesus. Tell him all about your trouble. He'll hear your faintest cry. He'll answer by my. Do I have a witness? Do I have a witness? Do I have a witness? Tell Jesus all about your trouble. Tell Jesus all about your heartache. Tell Jesus all about your illness. He'll hear you. Yes, he will. And he'll bless you. He's going to answer you. He got a word for you. Is that right? Do I have somebody? Hallelujah to God that knows prayer will make it all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember Deacon and I, we used to go to the church and pray all night long. We'd go in, not one flake on the ground, come out and it snowed, but we stayed until our soul got blessed. We stayed until we were stirred up. Hallelujah. Pray. Pray, saints. Pray, saints. Pray, saints. Pray, saints. 
pray in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You got to pray. Bible said we don't know what to ask for as we ought to. But the Holy Ghost will make intercession for us. Isn't that what the Bible said? Well, if his Bible is right, pray in the Holy Ghost. So you get down and you begin to pray. And the Holy Ghost will make intercession for you according to the will of God. You want to be in the will of God. Is that all right? Hallelujah. And so while you're down there praying, you're going to feel the power of the Holy Ghost begin to stir your soul. Hallelujah. After a while, you're going to realize I got a built-in revival down in me. I got a generator down in me. I got a battery down in me. And when I plug in to Jesus, I get charged up in the spirit of my mind. Shout yeah! Shout yeah! Shout yeah! Oh Lord, when you pray! That's how you build yourself up. Praying in the Holy Ghost. A lot of churches have eliminated prayer. They got everything else going on, including yoga class. That's another thing you got to watch. You send these children to school, and they'll have them overdoing. Here's the key words. They don't want to upset real Christians like us, so they won't call it yoga. They'll call it mindfulness. Mm. Mindfulness. You sit down and listen, let me tell you something. You don't need no Buddha move to get peace. Huh? You don't need no Buddha move to have peace. Jesus said, my peace. Hallelujah. How many want the peace of God? I didn't say P-I-E-C-E because that's a problem. What you need is the P-E-A-C-E, the peace of God. Praise the Lord. That peace that passes all understanding. Amen. Praise God. He said, my peace I give you. This is mine. I'm going to give it to you because I know you're going to need it. In this world, you're going to have tribulation. You're going to have trouble. But be of good cheer. Because I'm in you and I've overcome the world. Hallelujah. If Jesus has overcome the world and he's in you, then you're an overcomer. Peace. I leave with you. My peace. Come on, friend. Not United Nations peace, but my peace. I give unto you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The peace of God passes all understanding. 
trouble going to come sometime. The billows are going to roll. Praise the Lord. The enemy is going to rise up to try to destroy you. He's going to put all kind of lying thoughts. Introduce them to your mind. Make you feel like I'm all done. It's all over. I might as well lay down and die. I might as well give up. Hallelujah. Oh, friend of God. But remember the word. Amen. What Jesus said through the apostle Paul. Thanks be to God that giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. I can do it through Jesus. I can do all things through Christ that strengthened me. If I'm up, thank you, Jesus. If I'm down, thank you, Jesus. If I got plenty, thank you, Jesus. If I don't have much, thank you, Jesus. Because the Lord is my shepherd. Shall not want. He's going to give me what I need when I need it. Hallelujah. He's going to show my enemies I'm not by myself. Hallelujah. He's going to make a table. Hallelujah. For me in the presence of my enemy. He's going to anoint my head with oil. That was a type of the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Yeah. Surely. 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 Goodness and mercy shall follow me. Not just follow, but chase me. Hallelujah. Chase me. Chase me. Chase me. Goodness and mercy shall follow me. All the days of my life, the Bible means it's going to chase you. Is goodness and mercy chasing anybody? I said, is goodness and mercy chasing anybody? I'm going to dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Tell the devil to shut up and stop breathing his bad breath. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not leaving the church. I'm not leaving Jesus. I'm going to stay in the Lord. Stay in the Lord all the days of my life. I'm committed. Saints, let me stop. If you pray in the Holy Ghost on a regular basis, that's what's going to help you to stay in the love of God. See, right now we got two different natures in here, don't we? Huh? One flesh worn against the spirit, Paul said, and the spirit against the flesh. Praise the Lord. But if you pray in the spirit, the Praying in the Holy Ghost, the Spirit will have the upper hand. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And that will keep you in the love of God to the point that you'll even be able to love your enemy. Because if you don't pray in the Holy Ghost, 
you, you're going to be more than mad with your enemy. You're liable to try to get vengeance and forget that God said, vengeance is mine. I will repay, saith the Lord. So keep yourselves in the love of God. Praise the Lord. And for these that have lost their way, he said, on some have compassion, making a difference. You've got to do this almost on a one-by-one -one basis, know where the person is, know what's going on. Those people that lost their mind and lost their way, he said, on some of them have compassion. He said, others are so, and maybe the leaders and teachers of this false doctrines, false teachers, and people that are really steep, deep in it. He said, you don't have to save some with fear. See, some of y'all not there yet. You think you're there, but you're not there yet. You don't have everything you need in the package to do what God says to. He said, you got to save some with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. A stern face, the Bible says, if you allow me to put it that way in the book of Proverbs, that turns away some crazy stuff. Amen. Some of y'all got too much smile. You don't smile with the saints, but you smile with folk that are doing wrong. Something wrong with that. Amen. When a person ain't living a nickel's worth of dog meat and try to pull one over and mess up folk, amen, you don't need to smile with them. They're going to feel bad. They need to feel bad if they're living in sin. You want them to feel bad, so maybe they'll find their mind and repent. This Bible's still right. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling. Hallelujah. I don't care what craziness is going on out here, saints. I don't care what perversion of the truth is going on. You don't have to get caught up in it. The Lord is able to keep you from falling. Amen. You go someplace where the women aren't covering their heads, don't you snatch yours off. Do you know what the Bible says and what we teach? I don't care if it's a funeral, praise the Lord. Amen. Prayers are going to be prayed. We know what the Bible says. A few years ago, I went to a funeral and family member, one of the saints here, and some of the family members supposed to be members here sitting up in that church without a head covering. I didn't, they must have thought I wasn't coming, but I try if I can. I try to get to the funerals of your loved ones. And I was very disappointed because they knew better. But see, that's a manifestation of what's going on on the inside. Y'all can say what you want to act like you're blind. You can't see it. Well, my eyes, spiritual eyes are working real good. Real good. You don't change anything because you change location. I give you good doctrine. Praise the Lord. And no matter where you go, you can stand on it, do it. You don't let anybody change you from this. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's able to keep you from falling. How many believe that? How many really want to make it? How many believe you can make it? You're going to make it. You're going to make it. You know why? Because the Lord is going to help you to make it. He's the one that's keeping you from falling. You're not keeping yourself from falling. He's keeping you. Somebody ought to praise the Lord right now. 
because he's keeping you from falling and he's going to present you faultless just like those Old Testament sacrifices had to be pure, had to be right. He's going to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise God. Huh? By the way, he's our savior. He ain't no little boy with long hair. Huh? The only wise God is Jesus Christ. He is our savior. I don't have time to go back to the book of Isaiah, but rest assured, Jesus Christ is our Savior. To the only wise God, our Savior. Be glory and majesty, dominion and power. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's why we got to praise him, saints. That's why we have to glorify him. That's why we lift our hands and say, thank you, Jesus. That's why we shout the highest praise and shout hallelujah. That's our job. Hallelujah. I got to stop. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. But let me tell you something. They tell me, amen, that Isaiah got a look in the throne room. And while, 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 while he got that look, he said, I saw the Lord. And he was high and lifted up. And his train filled the temple. And I saw some angels they called seraphim. And they were flying around. He said, each one had six wings. With two wings, they covered their head. Amen. Because they were in the presence of the Lord. That's analogous to women covering their head. With two wings, they covered their feet. Praise the Lord. That's analogous to walking in path of righteousness. For his namesake. And with two wings, they did fly. And they were flying in the throne room. And he said, listen, I heard them. Because there was no way you couldn't hear them. They were shouting, holy! 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 Is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And they began to praise God so. Until Isaiah said, I looked at the doorposts. And the doorposts were moving. They were shaking at the voice of them that cried. You and I are better than the angels. Hallelujah. Because we've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. We've been saved from our sin. We've been delivered from the clutch of the enemy. You've got something. I've got something to praise the Lord for. You ought to praise him. Oh Lord, do you hear me? You ought to praise him until the pew shake. You ought to praise him until the floor rock. You ought to praise him until the building shake. Shout yeah. Shout yeah. Shout yeah. Everybody in here owes God a praise. Hasn't he been good to you? Hasn't he been good to you? Hasn't he been good to you? 
He's a great God of glory. Go ahead and praise him. Go ahead and praise him. Give him glory, majesty, and honor, dominion. Our God is great. Our God is great. Jesus is worthy of the praise. Didn't the psalmist say the Lord has done little things for us? He said the Lord has done medium-sized things for us. He said the Lord has done great things for us. Whereof I'm glad about it. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Hallelujah. He picked me up out of the miry clay. He placed my feet on a rock to stay. He established my going. He did great things. And he's still doing great things. You ought to give him the praise. You don't have to fall. He's going to keep you from falling. Isn't that a blessed assurance? He's going to keep you from falling. Present you before the... Huh? Praise the presence of his glory. And he's going to do it with joy. Till the only wise God our Savior be glory, majesty, dominion, and power both now and ever. Do you know I don't know everything about the other side and I'm not going to pretend to know everything but I know one thing when we get over there the praise is not going to stop. The praise is not going to stop on the other side. All these folks down here that are scared to praise them, can't praise them, can't you... What do you think we're going to be doing over there? Elder, there's not going to be any night. And we're not going to have these old raggedy bodies. We're going to have a body likened unto his glorious body. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Some of us that are older, getting older, we're going to feel young again. And some of y'all young folk that are a little bit stiff, you ain't going to even have, you ain't going to hardly be able to believe how we praise him. See, if we could turn the clock back, you, 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 you can see us praise him. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, son. Thank you, Jesus. When we had a little more breath, we could pick him up and put it down. Huh? Amen. We stayed in church to midnight praising the Lord. Everybody's cute now. Some are cute and some are stiff. <laughs> well, let me tell you something. Praise him while you can. Praise him while you can. You got life, you got health, you got strength, you got some flexibility. Praise him while you can. I mean with everything. I mean with everything. Praise him while you can. <laughs> 
you don't know what tomorrow holds. Amen. They might have to bring you in here in a wheelchair and you might just be able to wave your hand. But if you got some feet, praise him. If you got legs that can move, praise him. Hallelujah. If you can move your arms and your shoulders ain't hurting, praise him. Let everything, let everything, let everything that have breath praise the Lord. Do it while you can. 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 You don't want to be sitting there crying. Wish you could praise him like you feel it on the inside. If you can do it, do it. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. 